Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the As I See It podcast here today with another episode of Barca Base. Can you believe it? No match review and reaction, of course, because we are out of absolutely everything. Um, crashing out of the Champions League. That was the last topic that we covered, uh, shall we say. But within that topic comes a lot of things. So we have seen quite a bit of rumors floating about, quite a few questionable decisions, uh, quite a few statements made surrounding FC Barcelona. And I just wanted to come on and kind of speak my mind about what I've been hearing and the possibilities of multiple different things that could happen in the near future, or in some cases, a bit too far away for my liking. So if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about Barcelona. Listen, we're talking about what are we going to do? Okay, we have just crashed out of Europe in the worst way possible. And it leaves us in a situation, you know, what are we going to do? There is one thing is very clear, we need a complete restructure of the way that this club is run, right from the board to the manager to the players. That is very clear. So let's start with the official news, the, the, the two big things that have happened in the recent days that are 100% official. Um, and the first one that was announced by the club was that we have officially sacked Kike Setien. Now, let's be serious. We did all see this coming. I think that's pretty fair to say. Um, being at a club with the magnitude of FC Barcelona, you're not going to be losing 8-2 to Bayern Munich in the Champions League and not being sacked. Let's be real. Uh, it was a matter of time. Everyone kind of knew it. Kike Setien knew it, to be honest. I think we all knew that he was going to get the sack. And it, we it, we waited until Monday. Listen, there was a big board meeting at Monday where it is believed that a bunch of things were discussed. One of them being how they were going to basically break the news that, that Setien uh, was done. Um, I'm not exactly sure when they told him that he was done, but I'm sure after the match, he was pretty uh, pretty aware that his time and his days and his minutes even were numbered at FC Barcelona. So he's only been in charge for seven months, an appointment that really did not work out. He came with massive ideology, big um, love for FC Barcelona and many of the players at it. Uh, we heard him compliment, you know, the likes of Messi, I mean, who hasn't, but also the likes of Busquets, really big fan of the philosophy of Barcelona. And of course, is a massive admirer of none other, none other than Jurgen Klopp. Jurgen Klopp? Oh, should be a, an, an admirer of Jurgen Klopp, but Johan Cruyff was what I was going to say. Apologies, I, I misspoke there. So he came in with this big excitement um, that I think was felt throughout Barcelona uh, when he when he took over, despite the lack of experience and uh, a few other things. But he arrived with excitement, but only surviving eight, sorry, seven months at Barcelona is quite incredible. It is it's actually shameful. It really is shameful. As I say, let's let's make one thing clear, okay? Kike Setien hasn't really done himself any favors at the club whilst being there. He hasn't really shown enough to, to prove that he is a manager that can be trusted. But 
there are a few things we need to consider when we say that. Has he been fully backed by the board? You know, working under the board is something that seems almost impossible at the moment. And the new role of becoming the Barcelona uh, manager seems like a poison chalice at the moment. So there are a few things to consider, but let's make one thing very clear. That 8-2 loss against Bayern Munich, whatever you want to talk about tactics, which weren't right, you want to talk about substitutions, obviously, again, were not right. You want to talk about player selection, again, not right. But... You cannot, you can absolutely not pin an 8-2 loss on just the manager. The players have to take the brunt of the responsibility for that. Listen, as players, you need to react to situations or foresee them coming. It was very clear that we were not equipped in the setup, in the tactical decisions, in the awareness, in the lineup, in all of this to go ahead and beat Bayern Munich. But... But that does not mean we're going to lose 8-2. The players must react to this. They really must. So we cannot pin this all on the manager. We really can't. The players must take the brunt of the responsibility for that shocking night in Lisbon. And unfortunately, it is this thing in football where the the one scapegoat for, for bad performances or one major bad performance, is always the manager. The players will get criticised, but what I mean by that is there will be a sacking of the manager. The players don't get sacked. Uh, and I think that that's quite unfair, really, because there's no way that you can say that the 8-2 loss was on Kike Setien's, uh well, was all to do with him. You know, the players didn't show any fight. There was no um, leadership shown on that pitch. And... You know, you got to react to the situation. <laughs> Bayern are constantly, you know, let's make it clear. Kike Setien did not make Chestegen misplace all these passes. Kike Setien did not ensure that the team couldn't string together more than two, three passes at a time. Kike Setien didn't do these things. You know, that wasn't him. The players are responsible for playing in the pitch on the pitch even. So we can't do that. We can't just put it on him. But unfortunately, he is the one to pay the price. And that is the way it is. Though him leaving, to be honest, I do feel is deserved. Uh, all things considered, it doesn't mean I don't blame the board for his uh, his his hiring. Uh, the board needs to go. That is the main thing. That This is the main thing. The president, Bartomeu, he's, he needs to go. And we'll discuss a little bit about him. But it is Setien that leaves first. And with that came a lot of questions and a lot of speculation. It seemed as though, again, such as the Valverde dismissal, when we got rid of him, we'd gone to a bunch of managers before getting rid of him, very publicly making it known that we were looking for a um, a manager. And, you know, what does that where what situation does that put Kike Setien in it's very disheartening um but you you have to understand that this is this is what football is you know this is what it is and regardless of whether we've done it the best way or not you're not going to lose 8-2 and get away with it you're not you're really not and the manner in which we lost it could have even been more i think we all know that but 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 he is a scapegoat for this whole crisis at Barcelona. Whenever you hear um, pundits speak about it, they're speaking about Setien. 
They're speaking about how he's not cultivated the players to play a certain way, blah, blah, blah. And while there is an element of truth to that, don't get me wrong, you know, it's not the be-all and end-all. The be-all and end-all at the moment is uh, really with the board and a bunch of players as well. Um, so that is the way it is. And with this happening, we are seeing a recurring pattern. This is further illustrated by the sacking, well, actually, the mutual agreement of the ending of the contract of Eric Abidal. And that pattern uh, that I'm talking about is Bartomeu, our president, blaming every single other person for everything that's going wrong at the club bar himself. Yes, you heard that right. So, Yes, Eric Abidal has come to an agreement with the club to mutually terminate his contract uh, with FC Barcelona as the technical director of football. He will no longer be at the post. And whilst I do believe this is a good, um, it, this is a good thing, you know, his his, his investments so far in, in, in transfers, they just haven't been good enough. They really have not been anywhere good enough. I think it's very clear to see. And it's not just him, but it's also definitely influenced from the board. Our our uh, our signings, our transfers, our, uh, the players we've sold, the whole business surrounding transfers um, and recruitment has just been so poor. It really has been so poor. Um, and that is definitely a factor in why in why Barcelona right now is uh, is where it is for for sure. There's no doubt about that. But we can see a pattern here. You know, Bartomeu has already fired so many people in his uh, cabinet, um, his board cabinet, and if he hasn't fired them, a lot of them have have left. Uh, and this is worrying. Because Bartomeu is the man that has to go, yet he seems to be pointing the finger at every single other person bar himself. Setien's left, now Eric Abidal's left. Are any more people going to go? We shall see. But it's clear we need a restructuring of the club. So the sooner that Bartomeu leaves, we get a new president in and he is able to work closely with the new manager, who I'll speak about in a moment, with the uh, the board of... Uh, Definitely, there'll be some new faces there, but they'll be able to work cohesively for a end goal that is positive for the club, not for the president, Bartomeu at the moment, not for any one individual person, not for uh, a financial gain for one or a few of the top dogs at uh, Bar Barcelona's highest um uh, you know, points uh, in the board, you know, but for the club, for the club, what's best for them, what's best for the football we're playing and to get us back to competing at the very top of world football, which at the moment we are absolutely not. So that, of course, is the end goal. But unfortunately, we're trying to do a rebuild here where the main culprit in what's failing Barcelona, Bartomeu, is still going to be, you know, at holding the reins. So this is worrying. It's really worrying. We can get in a new manager. We can get in new players. We can do all of this. Of course we can. But if the if the man that is deciding the biggest, the biggest uh, points, if the man that is saying yes, that's saying no, if the man at the top that is influencing the decisions and having the final say on them hasn't got the best interest of FC Barcelona at heart, which it's clear he doesn't, because he would have left by now if he does, that is a big problem. 
That is a really big problem. And we've now got this interim period where until the 15th of March, when it's been stated that we will uh, go into early elections, but it's not even really early elections. The elections take place uh, from March to July um, so we can get a new president in, or March to June, I think, so we have a new president for July, uh, as far as I'm aware. So it's not really early elections. He's actually done the bare, bare minimum by just pushing it to the, the start of, of, um, of March, but it, it, could have well, it could have well been in March uh, anyway, so the 15th of March is when we're going to start the elections, but this is crazy. We now have this interim period, as I said, from now in August until the 15th of March, where we're going to try and rebuild the squad. This, they should, and I'm hoping will be major, major changes to, to the personnel uh, in the board, to the players on the pitch. Uh, of course, the manager will be as well. But as I said, the man controlling all of this is the man that doesn't have the best interest for Barcelona. Now, that's a recipe for disaster. Everybody needs to be pulling in the same direction. This is very worrying. It really is. So we can get a new new manager in who I'm sure will want the best for Barcelona and want to, will want to succeed. But if he's being instructed and ultimately, you know, controlled to a certain extent by Bartomeu, the rebuild process isn't going to be what we want it to be. It really isn't. So... Is 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 so frustrating because Bartomeu should have resigned then and there after that result. In fact, he should have resigned before. But it's like, how many uh, catastrophes are we going to have to have at the club for the for the 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 president Bartomeu to actually resign? I just don't know. I really don't know. But alas, we don't have control over it. So, you know, we've just got to roll with the punches. One thing I want to say quickly before we move on to uh, who the new manager is, uh, I want to say that I'm I'm very hurt and uh, slightly... Uh, I don't know what the right word is, but I am quite hurt that we have not seen more Barcelona players come out uh, and apologise. Apologise to the fans, apologise to... That themselves, you know, for the shameful, shameful um, performance against Bayern, you know, it's not good enough. I know PK spoke uh, after the game uh, and he said some, some, some good things. He said he'd be the first, uh, one of the things he said was he'd be the first to leave if new blood comes into the club, which I really, really admire. And it shows that his best interest uh, aligns with the best interest for Football Club Barcelona. Um, someone else that briefly spoke on it was uh, Frankie de Jong. Uh, and he also said something very interesting. He said that, and this is not a direct quote, I'm kind of paraphrasing, but he said that the result against Bayern, when you look at the quality in both teams, that wasn't the difference in terms of personnel, uh, in terms of the quality that the players have. The difference was the work rate, the intensity, um, you know, the the desire uh, to to win and to to perform at the highest level. Um, and I don't think he's just talking about that match in particular. I think he's talking about generally in the club. Um, and I completely agree with it. You know, that the desire from the players, uh, the the hard work, um, it's not there. It's really not there right now. Uh, so. That, I definitely agree with that. And the only other person, uh, as I believe, um, whilst I'm sat here saying this, that has come out and said anything was uh, Marc-Andre Ter Stegen, who's come out and said uh, an apology to the fans via Instagram. Um, 
I appreciate that. And every single Barcelona player should be doing that. And it's absolutely shameful that they're not. Uh, to Stegen, for me, is a born leader. He's a captain. And I think, to be honest, he definitely deserves to be um, one of the captains at the club, if not the captain. I don't think Messi is captain material, if I'm brutally honest. Um, you know, the captain should be the first to come out and apologize. He should be the first to go to the media and speak. But Messi's nowhere to be seen. We're not hearing from him. The only thing we've heard from him is that he potentially wants to leave the club. I'll speak about that a little later. Um, but this is worrying. That is the captain's job. He should be doing that after the match, not Piquet. And uh, whilst Piquet is one of the four captains at Barcelona and also a shout for the captain, despite his age now, would probably um, put him behind uh, Ter Stegen if we were going to pick a new one. But, you know, Ter Stegen and Piquet showing what uh, a captain really is. So, yeah, the fact that Messi hasn't come out and said anything is shameful. I'm sure he's hurting uh, as much as we are. I don't doubt that for a minute, but the fact is, you are the captain. It is your duty to go ahead and apologize to all those fans. I mean, look well, honestly, honestly, imagine fans were allowed in the stadium and they went ahead and bought these really expensive tickets. They then bought plane tickets, accommodation to go to Lisbon and watch you play Bayern Munich and you lost 8-2. That is shocking. It's absolutely shocking. So there should be an apology there. And it should have happened by now, not just from Messi, who is the captain and definitely should have done it by now, but from every single Barcelona player there. You know, it's not good enough. It really isn't good enough. There's not been a good enough apology to all the fans who have stuck by, you know, have stuck by the club through, through you know, multiple catastrophes and with the absolute uh, shocking things that are happening up in the boardroom. So, yeah. It's, it's, it's not good enough. It's really not good enough. Anyway, I digress. Uh, the next point I'm going to come on to is that it would appear our new manager is none other than Ronald Koeman. He is the man that has been chosen, or maybe, in better words, the man that has accepted. I'm sure we went to Xavi. Uh, I think Pochettino's name was in there as well, but he has ties to uh, Espanyol. Um... He said a statement about that he would he would never uh, go near Barcelona. I can't remember the exact quote, but that was quite a while ago now, and things can change. And he is out of a job and is a good manager. Um, however, I'm not sure suited to Barcelona. So the four names that I heard circulating were, of course, Ronald Koeman, Xavi, um, Pimienta, the the Barca B manager. And uh, as well, who did I miss out there? Who didn't I say? Yeah, Pochettino. So those those were the f four names circulating. And in the end, we've gone with Ronald Koeman. No official announcement or statement yet, but it is widely known. Um, if he isn't the manager, I will eat my own arm. Uh, so so yeah, he is he is coming in. And in my in my opinion, it's not the worst. It's probably not the best either. Pimienta knows the club extremely well. He's also worked with Barca B players um, because he coaches them. So he knows full well of the talent that is available to him there. And as I said, he understands the club it, you know, from top to bottom. He will have a much greater understanding than... Um, 
than Ronald Koeman will, will, despite Ronald Koeman also being at the club. Um, that was a while ago he did manage the club, but it, as I said, it was a while ago, so he he's, won't be up to date as, as much as uh, Pimienta will be. But yeah, that is the, that is the appointment that we've gone with. Uh, as I said, not sure it's the best, not sure it's the worst. We will have to wait and see. But for me, Pimienta, he, he has... He understands the club, like I said. He has access to all these players and knows them in and out. Um, and I think he would have definitely been a good choice as well. Uh, it it will definitely be a welcome back for for Ronald Koeman, who I'm sure the the majority of fans are. I, I don't think anyone's majorly dissat- dissatisfied, um, majorly upset by this appointment, shall we say? Because he 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 is a legend at the club. To be honest, you know he gave us our first uh, European Cup in 1992. Um, so 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 yeah, he, that that was a, a, as a player guaranteed. But he is a Cruyffist. Um, you know he he's obviously uh, working with or was working with the 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 national team of the Netherlands. So we'll have a great understanding of uh, Frankie de Jong, who we really need to get the best out of. Um, and I will hope, I really hope that he will uh, play him at uh, the single pivot role as that CDM, uh, kind of in the Busquets role. As he has said, uh, in fact, quite recently, I think it was either 20, I think it was 2019, where he came out and said that that's uh, f- uh, Frankie's best position. That's where he best plays. That's where he you will see the best uh, Frankie de Jong. So it'll be interesting to see if he sticks to his words, which I really hope he does. Um, another thing Ronald Koeman is known for is his um, favorable side to the youngsters. And what I mean by that, I think it was in 2018 when he said this, he was speaking about how if you have a 22-year-old, I can't remember the ages he said, but it was something along these lines. If you have a 22-year-old and a 31-year-old that are playing as um, as good as each other, he will always opt to go ahead and play that 22-year-old instead because they are the future of the club. This is exactly what we need. There's no doubt about it. There's absolutely no doubt about it. We need to see the likes of Ansu Fati far more involved, Ricky Puic far more involved. We need to drop this uh, this squad age right down. Um, I dread to, to think what, uh, what Pjanic will be thinking. Uh, he's just about to join this club that's in complete disarray right now. Uh, and now a new manager coming in, all this stuff. So it'll be interesting to see how he adapts to the club. But... Yeah, Ronald Koeman is a big, uh, big fan of the youth and believes they are the future, which any manager should believe, to be honest. Um, and that will be really important to a successful Barcelona is playing these youth talents. And let's make one thing very clear. It's not like we're, you know, gambling on the youth. The youth are playing as well, if not better, as the the 30, pl- uh, 30 plus year old players that have been starting. Um so it's not a big gamble. It really isn't. So we should be starting them already, but we're not. So hopefully he will uh, do that and implement that youth. Uh, we could see a number, a number of new faces at the club. Uh, a lot of departures. It seems as though the only players that are non-transferable other than the youth of uh, Ricky Puig and Ansu Fati are Testegen, Messi and Fr- Frankie de Jong. I, the only other player I'd throw in there is uh, Clement Longley. The rest, I think, are interchangeable. Um, I think 
I think Clement Longley is a very, very solid player for us. He doesn't often put uh, too many... He doesn't often have many, many mistakes in his game. Of course, you can look at that Bayern game, but the whole team played horrendous, every single one. Uh, so, so yeah, I think for me, I would definitely keep Longley um, to Stegen. Messi, if possible, although it's rumoured that he wants to leave, and I'll get onto that in a moment. Um, and also Frankie De Jong, who I'm sure will be a very important player for Ronald Koeman when he comes in. Um, so yeah, the rest seem as though we are open to selling, and I think this is a good thing. It's, it's something that I've thought for quite a while. Um, a lot of these players are past it, and I think a lot of people will be saying, you know, there's, there's rumours that Suarez may be going back to Ajax, um, a bunch of other players uh, on moving as well. Manchester United, it seems, are looking closely at the situation um, with their eyes on players such as Usman Dembele, uh, the likes of Rakitic even as well, um, a few others as well. They will definitely be looking, and as most clubs will be, at the situation at Barcelona and seeing if they can capitalise on it for their own benefit in terms of gaining some players probably for cheaper than they would go for uh in, in other times, but but yeah, so that will be interesting to see for absolute sure. People worry when they when when they think of losing someone like Suarez or someone like, um, for example, Sergio Roberto, who has been um, you know a huge a huge element to Barcelona, a huge uh, player. Not so much in performances, but the fact that he's come through La Masia, he knows the club, etc., etc. Um, has definitely rewarded him definitely you know within game time and all of this all of these things but losing a player like Suarez the problem is the problem with keeping him okay and he would be good off the bench as a substitute but one there's a couple of things firstly will Suarez be okay with that will he honestly be okay with spending the majority of the time on the bench not 100% sure he should be because he understands if he if he understands Barcelona and what's best for them he should uh, you know make way for uh, new players to, to play that position but one we need players that are actually going to be able to play that position but also the issue I have with Suarez staying at the club as a substitute is that it's very I, I would find it surprising if he actually is a substitute for the majority of games because of his close connection with Lionel Messi um, because he is an experienced player, because he is, uh, so many managers find him dependable. Um, you know, is he actually going to be that substitute or are we going to keep him at the club and he's going to end up playing all the, uh, the majority of matches? That's what we can't have happen. So if him departing, um, yes, it's risky. A hundred percent it is, but maybe it's a risk we need to take. Maybe it is a risk we need to take. I think at this point, the playing it safe, as as you could call it, isn't working. So maybe we do need to to take a big risk um, and sell someone like Luis Suarez uh, and, and profit from him as much as possible in financially, you know, um, but also capitalize on the situation and bring someone in or bring someone up from uh, the, the B team, source them from wherever that could fill his shoes, uh, su such to speak. So... So yes, I'm going to touch a little bit now on finally before I end it because I've, I've really, uh, this is just off the top of my head. I apologize if it's not very coherent. I'm just uh, speaking what I'm feeling right now and there are a lot of things that I won't touch on because we could be here for hours and hours and I don't want it to go on that long. Um, but the last thing I want to talk about is 
It is reported that Lionel Messi is looking for a move away from the Camp Nou, not next year, but now. Um, this, for me, could be one of two things. One, he is absolutely fed up at this stage. It has been too long that he's had to deal with the uh, corrupt board manager, uh, sorry, not manager, um, president, and uh, and he, he is ready to go. He's absolutely ready to go. Or he could be saying this as um, a kind of clever tactic to try and get the president out, which so far has not worked. Uh, I'm sure it's difficult. It really is difficult because I know how much love Messi has for Barcelona and how much love Barcelona has for Messi. So leaving is a big decision, but we really are right now wasting the last few years of his glorious career and we are making him look worse than he actually is. So um, Manchester City, I think at the front runners at the moment are said to, to be willing to pay whatever it takes. Of course, rumors, but um, they've definitely been linked to Messi before and I'm sure Pep would love him in that Manchester City side. I don't think there's any doubt about that. So it will be interesting to see what happens there. Of course, it would be a monumental loss to lose Lionel Messi, but we shall see what happens. At the moment, it's very, uh, there's nothing really concrete surrounding that. But if it is a clever tactic to get Bartomeu out of the club, I hope that actually happens. At the moment, it hasn't. And Bartomeu continues to point the finger at everyone but himself. Uh, this man clearly doesn't have Barca's best interest in mind and instead much prefers uh, his own interest and his own personal gain um, over the club. So that is definitely a, a worrying sign, but something that we've seen for a long time now. So, yeah, we are still left with a lot of questions. In fact, maybe everything that's been going on since the Bayern uh, loss has opened up more questions than it have, has answered. And I'm sure a lot of Barca fans are thinking now really critically about the situation and all these players that we have, are they really, is it working? Player power definitely is real. Are we going to need to lose a lot of these players that are good, um, but in order for the greater good of Barcelona? That, that is the real question. So it will certainly be interesting to see what happens over the next few days, the coming weeks. And I'm sure I'll be back with another podcast to keep you updated. But for now, I appreciate you listening. I really do. I hope this has given you some insight or at least just been something uh, that you can concur with and uh, hopefully agree with me in some points. Maybe you disagree and that's fine too. But I think it's important that as Barca fans, we stick together uh, at this difficult time, um, despite there being so much wrong with the club and, and so much anger towards it as well. Um, but it's important we stick together. I've been your host, Gabriel Rodriguez, and I really appreciate you listening to this episode of Barca Base, and I'll catch you in the next one. Peace.